All right, you ready? Yeah, come on. Now, don't get on here and start lying. Lying? Who's lying? We're going to stick to the script. Marriage, Marriage no, no cap. cap. Basically, in episode four, we were just picking up with our relationship where we left off in episode three, but we have gotten so many questions about submission, and we felt like it would be so important and so valuable for us to um, give you guys a little bit of a... An overview and a deeper understanding of submission and how we, as a married couple, when we first started, we didn't submit. We We weren't a team. We weren't submitted to each other. We weren't committed to the mission. And it was just two people living together, working, coexisting in the same place. We loved each other, no doubt. But we didn't know how to submit because we didn't ever have any examples of actual submission. So we want to we really want to dive into the um, the definition of submission, how we decided that we were going to change the bad stigma around submission in our own relationship so that we could actually make our relationship work. Right. And I would start by just saying submission to us and how we've been taught and what we live today is meaning getting under one mission of the band or the union of marriage together, like getting under a tent or getting under a canopy, getting under the mission, sub meaning under a mission, meaning one mission, basically under God to say we're going to move in this direction together no matter what happens. I also do want to say that even if you are single, like this episode is definitely still for you because you still have to submit as a single person um, even though you don't have a partner yet. So this episode is definitely going to be for the married couples, of course, the people who are in relationships and the people who desire to actually be in a relationship. So that's one thing that we didn't know and understand, submission as a single person and submitting to God being so important to being in your singleness to then when you get married, you're actually bringing something to the table. So we, we, we were growing in God and we were having a relationship, but it's one thing to have a relationship, but also submitting to God, having his desires, his wants, his grace, his mercy lead your life. So as a single person right now, your job is to submit to God and you practicing that submission to God and having that oneness with God right now will really help you whenever it's time for you to actually be in a relationship and know how to submit. So even if your partner doesn't, you can actually introduce that to them. Knowing that God is the author and finisher of everything that we have on this earth. So everything that you need, anything that you want can be found in God, even when you're single. So it's not found in your partner. It's actually found in God. That's right. So most people look at submission as a negative thing because it has a horrible reputation as coming off as one sided. Um, In reality, true submission is like a partnership. It is a covering of what you do best and what I do best. And we're bringing that together. It is a partnership that reflects the combination of trust and respect. It's it's basically saying I'm humble enough to know that I'm not the only one who has a relationship with God. And I know and I can trust that you you can hear from him as well. In those times where you're submitting to God, where in your flesh, you might say, yes, I desire this. I want this. But God actually has something else for you and allowing yourself to be to yield to his voice and his direction and to go that direction where God's leading you and not just fulfilling your desires of self. I think a lot of people have gotten the word submission um, mixed up with a dictatorship. 
like the woman is the only one that is supposed to submit to the man when in reality submission comes from both sides because in a marriage or in a relationship where you desire to be married you desire to be one in that marriage you both are bringing something to the table there are certain things that i bring to the table that i'm stronger suited in and there's things that king brings to the table that he's stronger suited in so where he lacks i pick up where i lack he picks up so it's not necessarily just saying okay well king makes all the decisions because you know he's the head of the household in reality he makes most of the decisions in our relationship in particular because i am a bit of an indecisive person really what that means is you have something that comes up i bring something to the table she brings a different perspective to the table we understand each other have a discussion and we pray about it and we listen to what god has to say after we have talked about it and made it made a decision on hey this is what you're trying to say this is what i'm trying to say and then we move in the way that god has directed us but submission right now has a bad reputation of, okay, so he's the one that makes all the decisions and I'm not allowed to say anything. When in reality, it's actually a partnership. I submit to you, you submit to me. God knows how to get your attention. And oftentimes he's going to use your wife to steer you in the right direction, especially in times of confusion or, you know, something heavy. Like you got to allow that person to come in and be that, that other part of the partnership where you have to pass the ball. And you have to receive the ball when it's being passed to you. So it's a lot of times in, in husbands or men in relationships, God will use your wife to direct and guide you, you know, throughout the journey and lead you by still waters because she's there as a helpmate. She's there to comfort you and there to provide support on earth as God designed in heaven. Right. I think a lot of people look at God giving man dominion over the earth as only the man. But what he was really saying was mankind. So we are all as one in the eyes of God. And when he created the woman, he created her as a helpmate, almost as a rescue for Adam, because he said it's not good that he is alone. And that goes into like when, you know, just because, you know, we submit to each other and submit under one mission to God. That doesn't mean I make all decisions. That doesn't mean that I go out and do whatever I want. That doesn't mean I don't take a responsibility or take her into account. So feelings understanding happiness i gotta take that into account in everything that i do and i can't go without doing that daily to make decisions so with that being said is it opens up an opportunity for a dialogue between us to talk about some of the things that are happy that are sad that are good that are bad that are everything that you feel everything you have i gotta take that into account when running this household Right. And I also have to take that into account when God is speaking to me concerning our marriage, concerning um, decisions that I have to make for us, because we were actually talking about this earlier. You're not always at your best. You're not always going to be 100 mm-hmm. percent. When I come home and, you know, after working, like I'm not always the same person. And you bring that person back to me by saying, hey, it's OK. This is what we're doing. Then remember the mission that we committed to. Like this is this is working. This is this is happening. This is going on. So don't be right. discouraged. So you're always there to, to encourage me to reel me back in. Just like, you know, if if I'm having an off game, like you got to go score. Right. And if you're having an off game, I got to go rebound. Like, you know, whatever. Like I got to do my part. You got to do your part for the greater good of the team. And that's often has got a negative connotation to it because sometimes people don't like to take back seats. Mm-hmm. People don't like to be not priority or not to be the one shooting the ball all the time. In our best years, we have often traded turns of scoring. Right. And I've set you up. You have set me up 
to score and that submission. Oftentimes we like to score. Like we we want to be the ones doing the action and and having the support team and receiving all the passes and shooting the ball all the time. Submission is is literally giving way to an opportunity for self for the greater good of the team. Yeah. So what made you feel like submission was something that you had to do in our marriage? I didn't really feel like in the beginning that it was something that I had to do because I was basically just imitating everything that I saw. Oh, this is what marriage is. So I have to do this or, you know, whatever else. I remember listening to marriage seminars. And I also remember a book that we used to read by Creflo. I can't remember what it was called. But do you remember that we kind of went through it whenever we were engaged? I do remember the book. Yes. Okay. So we went through this book. I I can't remember what it was, but it was like a relationships book. And we kind of went through it and looked to see, um, you know, what it is that we're supposed to do. And I remember seeing submission and been like, I ain't submitting. Like, I've never even seen anybody submit before. So why should I have to do that? If I've never seen it before, it seems like it should be optional. (laughs) (laughs) Submission is optional. You don't have to submit if you don't want to. And so, um, I remember a turning point in our relationship where I sat there and prayed. I prayed for you to become something that I wasn't allowing you to become. So I remember, you know, praying at night and I was like, God, I really want him to step up. I really wish that he would just start making decisions. I wish that he would, you know, know more about our finances. And I wish that he would know more about, you know, all of these decisions that I have to make for our relationship and all of this other stuff. And when I quieted my spirit down, I heard God tell me that you're not allowing him to take those positions. You have basically blocked those all off. So I was basically guarding you in, in, a way that you understand. <laughs> um, I was basically guarding you so that you couldn't score. Hmm. And I was making it hard for you to even get past me so that we could have a partnership that I was praying for. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept praying. I kept praying for you to step up. I kept praying for you to, you know, take accountability and responsibility and for you to, you know, feel like it was okay for you to put me in my place. But knowing if you had done that, we would have had like this huge problem. (laughs) Um, I wanted you to be able to feel comfortable enough in our relationship where you could tell me if I was being irrational over, you know, certain things or if a mistake was made that it would be on both of us and not just on me. Um, And there was a lot of mistakes made. There was a lot of mistakes made because I knew that I wasn't the one that was supposed to be making those decisions. And I also remember being like super indecisive about certain things, but I still made those decisions and the outcome was never good. But you would just be like, it's fine. Even though I know that it kind of maybe scarred our relationship a little bit. Mm hmm. And so I remember a turning point when I was praying about it and I was telling God, like, I really wanted to do this and all of this other stuff. And um, I really wanted you to take a place that I wasn't allowing you to be in because I didn't trust you enough to make the decisions the way I felt like maybe you should make them. And I also had only ever seen a woman in charge in a relationship where I was like, if I'm doing this, if I give up the, the ranks, then I'm weak. Mm. That makes me weak and it makes me look like I just don't know what I'm doing in my marriage. Mm. And so um, I also remember praying about it and and God kind of bringing back to the forefront of my mind that if I trusted him, that I would allow him to 
take precedence in our marriage and not me be on top and then you and then him. Mm, That's good. That's really good. While God was working with you on that, like with me during this same period of time, he was working with me and developing me in the shadows. And I think the turning point of me taking lead is his development, of course. But then I seen it when we got to Virginia and we joined the church and I seen pastor, I seen first lady, I seen the leaders mm-hmm. of the church. I seen how they operated. And it was like the, 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 I got the study. Like I got it, what it said in the manual, but I actually got the road, you know, driver's test version of seeing it in real life. When I seen um, pastor and first lady, the leaders and, you know, other marriages that have been farther along than us, and actually seen it to say, okay, that's how that's done. That's how mm-hmm. that happens. This is how it works. This is what to say. This is what not to say. This is how you say it. This is how you you lead by example. This is how you do it. And so for me, when it was when it was perfect timing for us, for you to say, hey, I want you to take lead. I was like, I'm ready. Because yeah. I've, been, I've been doing devotionals. I've been str- getting stronger in Christ. And then it was when we got to Virginia and joined the church, I seen I seen it so I could put it to action immediately. It wasn't something like, oh, let me think about what my notes say or let right. me go back. Like it was like secondhand. You'd already been to do it. it and I actually seen it, which actually gave me a different revelation of what it means to submit. And for me, it was all right. It's not I'm leading you or I'm leading us. It's, hey, I'm following Christ. You follow me because I'm going in the right direction. Right. And it wasn't it wasn't necessarily like something that it was it just clicks. Once you have the 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 knowledge behind it and that you see it, it's it's such easy for men to pick it up and go and say, Okay, I'm not I don't have to lead. I'm not put in this position solely by myself. Like I'm not on an island. It's right. not like you left the island and I joined the island, you left. Right. It's not that. It's hey, we're gonna come off the island and I, we're gonna get in the boat. Because he's driving the boat right. and and you follow me because I'm following him. Right. And I, I agree with you because whenever we did move to Virginia and we joined um, the church that we was going to in Virginia, if you are in the Virginia Beach area, definitely check them out. It's called the House Church. And I actually saw that in Apostle and First Lady also whenever um, learning from them that I learned that submission doesn't mean that I don't make any decisions anymore because first lady still makes a lot of decisions for their relationship, for their marriage and for the church. She still has a huge voice, even though she's quiet, she's very quiet, but she has a very powerful voice in their relationship. So I learned that as well up underneath them, that submission doesn't mean that I have to be quiet. And it doesn't mean that I don't make any decisions anymore. It just means that I leave that room to respect the covenant of the partnership that we've agreed upon. Now we're talking about apostle. It reminds me of this, this story or this scenario and it it flows with us as well. Mm -hmm. So I work and I bring home a paycheck. You, you pay all the bills, you run the finances in our household. Mm -hmm. And then when the bills are paid and, and we're trying to do and make decisions, whatever we're trying to do with our finances, you come to me and say, hey, this is what's going on. The bills are paid. This is what we have left. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? And that's where I give up my paycheck. You you do your part. And then you come back to me and like, all right, we're, we're done. Here's the, we're done with the task. 
We're ready to go to the next step. Where would you like to go to this next step with? And that's not to say that every single person has to go with every single thing that we do. But we're just saying that you play a particular role in your actual relationship. So if you are a female who is better with finances, then it's up to you to play that role in your relationship because that's where you're strong suited and that may be where he is weak. But in the entire relationship, there's areas where you're going to be weak and there's areas where he's going to be strong. And you all just have to make sure that when you are bringing that to the table, the main thing is to be vulnerable. The main thing is to be humble and vulnerable and be like, I know that I am weak in this area and this may be an area that you're strong in. And if it's an area that you are both weak in, that's a perfect place for you guys to kind of meet together and learn that thing together. Yeah, it's it's an example. It's not to say, you know, all women are supposed to control the finances. That's not what we're saying. We're, we're giving this as an example of, of me giving way because she's better at it something than I am. But yet we still make decisions together when she's still making the, the overall decision, pay the bills, running the, the finances and making those type of decisions on a daily basis. And we learned that early in our marriage, because in the beginning, I was taking care of the finances. I was making sure that, you know, all the bills were paid. But on top of that, when, you know, after the bills are paid. This is the money that is left over. What do we need to do with it? And I was making that decision without informing him or allowing him to have a say in it. And it was stressing me out so bad. It stressed me out so bad. And I remember at one time I got some advice, some horrible advice from a family member. And she basically told me, do not let him have any say so over the finances. If you're already in charge, you continue to have the only say over the finances because that is going to allow you to keep the power in your marriage. So if something happens, you have a segue to get out. You don't enter into a marriage to get out of a marriage. Like I said, to give you another example of that is when we were under the, the mission of you quitting your career and you coming to the table to say, hey, I want to do this. This is what I feel like I'm led to do. I want to do it. And yes, that's going to take some sacrifice from both of us to for you to chase that dream. But it's it's yet something that I felt like I wanted to give her, because like we said, you always enter in a marriage. You always want to give that person the one up like you always want to support that person and be, you know, take the shot sometime, but also pass the ball sometime. So it's always important for you to understand that you're going to give away and submit certain things to self and to be comfortable in self for the mission of Christ. And you can't do that if you're not in, in connection with him. You cannot, you just can't do it. Exactly. That's the thing is that love is supposed to be sacrificial. It's not a selfish act. And I think that you allowing me to quit my job and pursue photography full time um, when we first got married was a it was offering. A, it was offering. It was a huge offering. It was a huge sacrifice. And I think that that was an agreement that we made that you quit your job and you can go ahead and pursue photography. And it was honestly something that I heard from God. It was something that I heard from God. And the fact that you trusted me to say, I, I know that you hear from God and I'm on the train. And it, that's the other thing, too, is. When you hear from God and you hear that directional thing, it's not going to be wonky. It's not going to be wacky. Mm -hmm. Like you trusted me to say, okay, you trust me as as providing for this family. I'm not just going to come to you one day and say, hey, I'm going to go try to be a professional golfer. 
because I love golf. Like, yeah. I'm quitting my job, and I'm going to go out and practice 12 hours a day to be a professional golfer. Like, that's that sounds crazy when I'm not a professional golfer, and bills have to be paid. And it's not that thing to say, well, you won't let me be a professional golfer. Like, what's going on? Like, why? It's not. You'll never have to answer that question when that person is in tune with God and in tune with that other person to say, hey, I submit to you and I also am submitting to God on a daily basis to make right decisions for our family. Right. And on top of that, because I heard from God about quitting my job and doing photography full time, and that's the decision that God had made for us, and you respectfully allowed us to go through with that decision, we literally were so much better off. And I would say it's not a it's not a jump in the boat type of situation. Like you worked full time and you did photography part time for a while before we made the decision to make the go part time. Yeah, at least so you three can't, years. You can't jump in to say, hey, I heard from God that I should be doing this and go do that tomorrow. Right. Like that's not the move. Like you have to, she had to get a camera. She had to get a, a business license. She had to get an email. She had to do all these other things and not skip steps to eventually get to the point where she was doing it full time. But just because you heard from God doesn't mean you jump at the opportunity to do that thing and you just leave your responsibilities and jump at that first thing. And you also have to agree on it. On top of that, yep. you both have to be in agreement too, to say, yes, that like, I agree that we, we, this is a good move for our family. Um, just like the same thing. So when it was time for me to make a sacrificial um, love offering to you, when it came to your new job for us to move across the country, it is it's the same thing. This is your dream company to work for. And, you know, I stand behind you. I, too, am also praying with you that your dreams come true. So this was my my part of a sacrificial offering to you to say you've always entrusted me with what I heard God tell me. Mm hmm. So for me to say, yes, we've both been praying for this and for us to both hear that it was time for us to move was sacrificial love offering to say, let's go pursue your dream now. And that's part of submitting daily to God and to the mission of a marriage is saying, what are you praying for? What are you believing? And allowing space to say those things. So if it's that thing where you want to be a photographer and I wanted to, to work at Nike, it was, Hey, I'm, I'm on a voice. So it's not about, it's, it's the example of submitting to God and to the marriage by allowing time to, to tell those things, what you're, what you're believing for, what you're praying for. And so that person can help you support the dream can help you give you fuel to keep going when times are tough. And it's one of those things where you told me right off the bat, you heard this from God, you wanted to do it. And what we immediately started in, immediately to put things in the process to, to get you there. And we did it together. And it wasn't where you hid it for so long and you didn't tell me. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm quitting my job in two weeks to start photography. I'm like, wait, we even talked about this. Right. So it's submission in a practical way is saying, hey, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm believing God is telling me to do. And do you support it? And, you know, how can we get there? And you make sacrifices to get there and you make a love offering to say, hey, the goal is to get you in this job or, or doing something that you love to do. Let's do it. Let's make the sacrifice and not do what the world is doing so we can do what you want to or love to do. 
So in our marriage in particular, I may feel indecisive about certain things unless I hear from God or unless it's exactly what I believe in my heart is true. Whereas King is better at making decisions on the fly. And so that's the reason why he does. Um, And knowing this, knowing that, you know, I am a bit of an indecisive person at times, um, it's allowed us to better understand what our place is inside of our particular relationship. Yours may be different whenever you're in a relationship, Um, but it's not saying that I'm less than. It's just saying that because of my indecisive nature um, and he's stronger in that area, majority of the time that he should be making those decisions. Whereas he is respectable of me in our partnership and says, you still have a voice in that. So I will come to him and be like, you know, the, um, you know, this such and such is going on with the house and we have to make a decision about making this large purchase. Like, you know, what should we do? And me handling the finances, he'll say, okay, I feel like, you know, an immediate decision has to be made. We're going to go ahead. We're going to invest in this certain item for the house. What do our finances look like? And then he comes to me and says, what do our finances look like? And then that's where I come in and I say, okay, we have this here, this here, this here. And he's like, okay, let's do it from this account. And I'm like, no, I actually think it would be better He's given me that stage to say, no, I think it would actually be better if it was taken from this account because X, Y, Z. And whenever he gets bonuses at work, he brings them, he brings them in and he says, you know, I'm getting this bonus and we discuss together where it's going to be placed. Whenever me as an influencer, whenever I get paid from certain brand deals, I come to him and I'm like, you know, I got paid this from our certain brand deal. So I think that I'm going to put this here or I'm going to do this, this or this. And I think that a lot of the times when people talk about submission and they talk about the guy being the head, a lot of the times people are scared to allow submission to even come as a factor in their relationship because it has to do with finances. Because you're, you're almost afraid if you give it up, you're not going to get it back. Exactly. Or you're preparing for divorce. Yep. And which is, it blows my mind. If you have to prepare for divorce before you even get married, why are you marrying that person? Why did you spend so much time pushing yourself to learn that person when you're already preparing your mind for divorce? And that dialogue to, to like what you're saying is I trust you enough that you're not going to, you're going to handle our finances. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, you know, not pay rent, not pay the mortgage. <laughs> right. We're not paying the electric bill. Like right. I, I and trust you in that. And it's the, one of those things where it's not going to be such a wild thing for you to say, Hey, I want to do this based off of this, 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 and this. And it's submission is literally in this case mm-hmm. is listening to that person, understanding what they're saying and then allowing the decision to be made with that in with that decision or that information holding weight. Exactly. And because submission is a partnership that basically is like saying that you don't have the weight of our marriage on you alone. And I don't have to be quiet whenever I feel like we should be doing something else or something else needs to be done. Or when God speaks to me about a certain matter that is going on in our relationship, say we're both praying for a house. Let's say we're both praying for a house and um, you really want this house. So you're kind of almost what's the word i'm looking for blinded by 
the purchase. Yes. I'm blinded by the things that I like. So let's say you're blinded by the things that you like, and we're both praying about this house, and God comes to me and tells me that this house is not the house for us. Because we have submission in our relationships, he's going to submit to me. We're going to have the conversation. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to continue on with this partnership that we've created in our relationship to say, I respect you and I know that you hear from God. So let's make this decision together. Absolutely. And it's not that she makes all decisions for me and I can't do anything without consulting her because I make decisions all the time without consulting her, but it's, it's of things not concerning our marriage. Right. It's, it's, or do I want to play golf today? She's. I'm not going to go to her and say, "Where? What golf course should I play at today?" I'm like, that, I don't know. That has no <laughs> bearings over the submission of where we're trying to go together, right? And so I don't want you to take that or hear that and say, "Well, I can't do anything for myself. Like I have to ask her for everything." No, when it's when it's involving your marriage and that other person and the direction that you're going in your life, yes, you have to bring that person in 100 percent of the time. And sometimes it can come in ways that you didn't realize that it could be in you know what I mean does that make sense so yes you don't have to involve your spouse in every single you know mindless decision that you're making especially if it doesn't involve them but you also need to keep in mind that a lot of the little things that if you're first getting into a relationship or you're first new to submission you have to keep in mind that a lot of your decisions that you make will affect her even even in that case in point is I'm going to play golf tomorrow and am I going to travel two hours away to go to a golf course two hours away and you be here? I got to be conscious of your time and what else we're going to do the rest of the day and what you have going on because I got to show up. Like I just can't be gone all day and just show up whenever I want to show up. I have to take that into account unless we agreed upon that earlier. Right. Whereas I'll go to the, I'll go 30 minutes away and to play at the course 30 minutes away and not drive two hours there and two hours back. So total four hours in the car and four hours playing a golf round at least. So that's eight hours where I'm going. So I have to take into account that I'm going to be away and that's going to be a disruption to what you have planned or I have to support what you have going on just in case, you know, I just can't be selfish and say, I'm going to go do what I want and just not come back whenever or just come and go as I please. And that's a part of, just being the lead in the marriage is to make sure that you know that your family is taken care of whenever you go off to do self-care things. The wife should be treated as the weaker vessel, not to mean that she's weak as in like she's fragile is that you should hold her in a high regard. So if I gave you an egg, it's told you to hold an egg, the egg is fragile and it could break. You can't just bounce it like a basketball. You hold it in a way where it's not going to fall out your hands. But if you had a basketball, you can just throw it up in the air, toss it around, and it can hit the ground because it's going to bounce right back up. So when the scripture says the wife is as a weaker vessel and you should treat her as such, that's what that means. Is you can't just do whatever you want without regard of what she's doing or, or what's going on in her life where you have to be able to take into account where, hey, I would love to play that golf course, you know, uh, abandoned dunes in Oregon, you know, three hours, four hours away. <laughs> I just can't do that today. Is that a hint? <laughs> I mean, kind of, so, <laughs> so be prepared, <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't do that. Like I can't just say, okay, I'm going to drive three hours, go play this golf course and then come back whenever I want. I have to take into account whatever you have going on 
and what you're doing because I have I have I have responsibility over this relationship. Right. And if there's time where I make time to drive farther and do that, play that course, but it's just a discussion. And that's the submission part is, hey, it may not be today, but it's going to be whenever we make time for it. Right. And I think that kind of flows into what someone on Instagram asked me. They asked, um, you know, how how much did it actually change your relationship when you actually started to do it? And I kind of point out to them that we changed as individuals whenever we decided that it was time for us to start submitting. And the reason why is because I had to restructure my um, whole vision of what a wife is. And I had to look at it in a different light. I had to be like, okay, you don't have to make all these decisions. It's stressful on you to make all these decisions. I was stressed out. I wasn't very pleasant to be around Mm -hmm. for a long period of time. I was, um, you know, I was always anxious and there's times that I got depressed and I wasn't able to voice, okay, you know, I'm stressed out about money because I'm not sure what to do with our, you know, our finances. What happens if I say, yes, we can go buy this vehicle because we have the money in our account to do that. But then something happens afterwards and you don't know anything about it. And that was putting stress on me because I wasn't prepared to make those decisions on my own for this family because I wasn't supposed to. So to answer the question, it did change our relationship a lot because me personally, it changed the way that I wifed all the way together. Right. And it changed the way I husband because I have to not only lead, but I have to follow. So mm-hmm. constantly I was turning to God that he was downloading to me what he has for this family and this mission. And then I was turning around and spitting it out to you. And then what I, what I heard or the example is once I spit it out, I still didn't turn around like, Hey, this is what we're doing. Go with it. I stayed there to hear your response. Yes. You receive it. No, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like you, like you have like, yes, I hear what you're saying from a standpoint of what I heard you say, mm-hmm. this is what I think of that. This is what I agree with. This is what I disagree with. And it's okay. We agree. And then, okay, we can still go chase after God because it's what he gave us as a mission for our family. Yes. And it's, it, 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 it gave me more opportunity to go spend more time with him to make sure that I was saying and doing the right things. Right. And so that changed the way that I woke up on a daily basis. That changed the way mm-hmm. that that changed the way I, I took breaks during the day that that changed the way I came home or it changed the way that we talk at the dinner table. That changed the way that we intimately loved each other mm-hmm. because I got a I got to say something. I got to be vocal. I got to be acting according to a leadership and, and, you know, in that number two position under God. Right. And I also have to hear and listen what you have to say, being a good teammate, going to be a partner and setting yourself up for, for future success. Right. So, and then I had to take what you said, compile it or crumble it and mash it together. What God said, and then say, okay, yeah, we agree. Like, like we can move on to the next discussion or opportunity or whatever it is, because yes, we're on the same page about this. We can keep going. Right. And because I saw the, change in you it allowed me to ease up off of the stuff that I was stressed out about because I didn't have to 
be in control and I didn't have to be the man and the woman in the relationship when nobody asked me to be the man in the relationship I just took it upon myself to be like well this is what I saw a wife is so I have to be this same thing Mm -hmm. and that didn't work for our relationship just because you grew up seeing one relationship or one marriage or whatever it doesn't mean that that's how your relationship is supposed to go you are someone completely different than who you saw growing up your spouse is going to be somebody completely different from who they saw growing up. You are two different people trying to make a relationship work that is not the relationship that you saw growing up. And it's super hard because you here live on earth. Like we're strangers in a strange world. Mm-hmm. And what's normalized or what's accepted in the world is not what's of God and not of submission. Right. So you probably won't get the definition of submission when you need it, right. when you understand it, because that's so against what the world is teaching. Mm-hmm. And it's oftentimes like you were saying is like, so, so you were able to let go when you saw me, you know, step into that role. Right. Great leaders, you know, Michael Jordan, you always talk about his work ethic, his dedication to the game. Kobe, you always talk about his work ethic and dedication to the game outside of like the game. Right. LeBron, he talks about how smart, how, bas- how smart of a basketball IQ he has before he even is a part of a team. Mm-hmm. So it's that you have to have that in the background, that, that connection in the background to, to, to support yourself, to hold yourself up in that marriage, in that position where you was there before, like you was there, but you had nothing supporting you because the roles were, were switched and we were in different positions. Right. So in submission, you actually gain a partner and better understanding when you as a husband or you as a wife lean into submission. Absolutely. hundred percent. And I would say it changed our marriage completely. 180 degrees turned around and we were able to start having discussions on a daily basis. It drove intimacy and it drove a deeper connection in our relationship because we were actually talking about things together. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't where you had an opinion, I had an opinion, and we didn't talk about those or we didn't pray about those together. Like we, it actually drew us closer mm-hmm. in our relationship. Especially when you get to be able to do your part in the relationship. Like I'm really good at this. So now I'm able to exercise that in the relationship and focus on the things that I'm good at. And I'm able to give up the times and the spaces where I'm not so good to you and your strengths. Exactly. That's why it's so important that whenever you're single, you want to make sure that you are submitting yourself to God and you're making sure that you are spending that time with God and making sure that you're spending that time in your singleness to be able to say, I am full and whole in my singleness. And now I can enter into this relationship and have something to bring to the table and not just come to the table expecting someone to fill me or fix you or complete you. Yes, you should be 100% complete whenever you enter into a relationship. I want to say that whenever I entered into our relationship, I was probably about, I want to say about 85% complete, but I wasn't fully complete. I feel like I should have still done some things in my singleness to be able to bring a stronger human being to the relationship. I had some possibles. I had a couple, three and a possible. <laughs> I was filled with potential. You were. I was filled with potential and it was the willingness to change and it was a willingness 
to step into a role. It was the willingness to learn because like we've, like we've said, like we've stated before is we never learned any of this growing up. Right. And it was something like, Oh, I had to be willing to grow into something that I normally didn't see, or that was strange to me because of the world we live in. Mm -hmm. And I had to accept the role of change. Right. Where you can't be afraid to change. You can't be afraid to become a person that you don't see today. Because mm -hmm. I'm a person that I didn't see when we first started dating and we first got married. Like, I never thought I would be this person that I am today. Change is inevitable, but growth is optional. And the fact that you were willing to grow into the leadership role, you did. Ha you did have potential. You, potential. Baby, you had so much potential when we... <laughs> But I wasn't allowing you to use that potential. I was like, you know, you need to take a back seat because this is what I have always seen. And I was stressing my myself out, not allowing you to put that potential to work. And when you when you say potential, like growing into something like not being that today and then growing into your potential to becoming somebody that you don't know today. Right. And that's that's it. Like you, the man has to be willing to change. Because I don't know anybody that was taught this at growing up. Like right. any like I do, every, probably Elijah and Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you don't know that many people. So you right. know you know more that weren't than more that were. Right. That's especially, what I'm saying. Especially nowadays because submission has it has turned into like this negative word, but it has also turned into like this It's it's all about getting and not giving. Yeah. And when partnership when, partnerships nowhere in that. Yeah. When you talk about a, a marriage and a relationship where Christ modeled it and we were supposed to model that to our wives, like there's no it's all giving. Mm -hmm. Christ so loved the world. He gave. Right. He didn't get. Right. He didn't love so much. He got he, he was receiving things he was giving. And that's when it comes to in our relationships. Like we got to be able to learn to give and to and to give way to certain things and not let the desires of our flesh take over and say this is what we should be doing this is what we should not be doing sometimes your flesh will make you comfortable and sometimes god will allow you to be in uncomfortable situations so that you can grow absolutely and there's so many times in our relationship where we said i don't want to do this but i know the outcome of it is the mission that god gave us yes we've said that so many times and I think that's a big part of being in partnership, which kind of leads me into our question for this week. I actually put an ask box up on the Marriage No Cap um, Instagram, and she wanted us to talk about getting out of independent, got it on her own type of mindset um, and how to become a team. And I think that is that's kind of what we were basically saying just now is to make sure that one in your singleness, in your, um, you know, got it on her own mindset, make sure that you are having that submission to God so that it's easy for you to be able to bring that to the relationship whenever it's time. And I would further and state that to say the best swimmers in the world, the person that can hold their breath the longest, cannot go deep sea scuba diving. You need a suit and special equipment to do that. Mm-hmm to go down to the depths of scuba divers and you can hold your breath and be the fastest swimmer in the world. And you can be self-made and what you feel like you can do by yourself. You can't reach that certain level of depth 
without the special suit and the equipment that you need to deep sea scuba dive. And when we talk about submission, that is God and this and is the scuba gear and the equipment is the wife where it will, it allows you to go deeper and deeper and have a great understanding of being a scuba diver. Right. You can't be a scuba diver and just wear, you know, swimming trunks. Right. It doesn't work. You might think it, you might think you're the fast swimmer and hold your breath the longest. And that's all great on the surface. It is. But if you want to go deeper in your relationship, if you want to go deeper into the sea, you have to have this special equipment. And that's where your husband or your wife comes along. And that's where the relationship with them and God comes into play. In combination with each other. Yes. So that you can actually succeed something else below the surface. Because everything above the surface, everybody can see and doesn't really mean much of nothing exactly and that's where the got it on her own mindset will come into play you can only go into the got it on her own so far before you can't go any further right i mean like people say like it's a culture of hustle hustle grind 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 like you can might think there's a season and a period of time where you're going to have to grind and you're going to have to go get it but that's not sustainable for 10 15 50 years You can't grind that long and stay at that level for so long. Right. Especially when you are in a relationship with somebody, they're not going to allow you to continue on with that because of the got it on her own mindset in a relationship is so harmful. The man kind of feels like, where do I come into play? If you are so independent, why would you even need me in this relationship? Yes, you are supposed to be whole when you enter into that relationship, but it's supposed to make you better together marriage and that other person plus the access with god and relationship with christ allows you to be something that you don't see today and something that you wouldn't be able to be on your own yes because you you automatically think well i'm gonna do this or i'm gonna do that myself yes you can get that job by yourself you can work and make six figures and you can do have a house and have a car you can do all that but what's it cost so the other part of that question was signs that the man is ready to lead and it it, it can be simple as said Actions speak louder than words. Like, mm-hmm. what are you seeing him do? And if you're seeing him, if you're seeing him trick off and, and not put priority or, or put first things first and try to skip steps, you'll know. You'll definitely know. Mm-hmm. Faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. You can have all the faith in the world, but if you're not putting it to action, it's going to die. Mm-hmm. So if you if you see your and I'm talking, it could be it could be man looking at female, female looking at male, husband looking at wife wife looking at husband and you're not seeing any corresponding action don't give way to that mm-hmm. like take a step back if you're already married take a step back if you're not married take two steps back because right. you have to see corresponding action where they're ready like you don't i don't give um thea the keys to the car and say hey you go ahead and drive Thea's our niece by the way you can't i can't i can't allow her to drive a car she's a child she's a baby Mm -hmm. And I have to see some corresponding action with her before I can give way to certain things. Right. So use your better judgment. And if you are a lot farther along in in your relationship with Christ, like use that to help the other person develop and grow into what they want to be. And you did that for me, too, is you never put you never held my feet to the fire and say, well, if you don't do this, well, we're leaving or whatever. Like you helped me, encouraged me, supported me. To say, hey, this is let's let's do this. Like you can do this. You can do it. I believe in you. And you gave me reassurance that 
if it's okay to mess up, it's okay to misstep. It's okay to do it as long as I keep trying and I keep learning. And I eventually got to the point where I was acting in a way where you can handle it to me and give me the keys to the car. And cause you've seen the corresponding action. And right. then once you, once you saw it and then it worked for a, for a couple of times, it's reassurance that, Hey, this is going to be okay. This and is it's happening. easier to let go at that point. I think the major thing that allowed me to be at ease when submitting to you was your actions. It was me seeing that you were praying. It was you waking me up in the morning, like, let's pray before we get out of the bed. It was me coming to you and saying, babe, can we, you know, can we start praying together for this particular thing? And you actually putting that into actions for our relationship, because that's important to you. Mm -hmm. And so what's important to you is important to me. I can submit to him easily because I know he takes me serious. I know he takes his relationship serious. And I know that he takes his relationship with God serious. And one of the most sexy things was to to walk in and see you like reading your word in the morning. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, what you doing in here? Reading it, spending time with Jesus. <laughs> And I think that us living in Virginia was like the major eye opening that we needed a relationship with with God to make our marriage work. And you saw that firsthand in our uh, closeness with Pastor and First Lady. And because you saw that and because you wanted to put that in action and because I trusted you to put that in action and you did, it made our relationship better. And because I saw you doing it and made me want a stronger relationship with God as well. Great episode. Great episode. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us again for episode four. We will see you in five. See you next week, guys. You can follow us on Instagram at Marriage No Cap for inspiration to hold you over to the next episode. Feel free to anonymously submit your questions because at the end of each episode, we'll pick one question to respond to, letting you know what we do in that situation. Email us at marriagenocap at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. Peace easy. Oh my God, turn the mic off.